waiting on our car to be done at the repair shop. Yeah, you never told us what happened. I shouldn't have said anything. It's very embarrassing. Oh, okay. Wait, are we recording this, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to All Saints Sunday. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what car accident? Welcome to What I Meant to Say Was, a weekly podcast from Canon Church. I'm Tim Emmett, the senior pastor at Canon, joined today by the Reverend Dr. Heather Jalad, our pastor of community engagement. I kind of messed up your name there. I'm not quite sure what that was. Anthony, edit that out. Heather Jalad. Um, so, What I Meant to Say Was, our weekly podcast where we explore, apply, and sometimes clarify the message from Sunday. This past Sunday was All Saints Sunday, um, and... Uh, uh, it was a day of, I think, kind of multiple emotions. There was joy. There was sadness and grief. Mm-hmm. Um, there was reverence. Uh, and uh, and so there was a lot packed into that one service. Um, for those of you who missed it or may not be familiar with All Saints Sunday, it's a holy day shared by Catholics, Orthodox, and also some Protestant traditions. We remember and give thanks to those who have lived and died in Christ, um, especially in a local church context. We uh, remember um, those who were part of our church family who have died in the previous year. And so uh, we want to honor them, remember them, claim the hope of the gospel on their behalf and on our own behalf as we, uh, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. But of course, we do grieve. So we acknowledge the grief and we hold on to the hope. Um, And so, um, Heather, you chose to preach on Psalm 23 um, on on All Saints Sunday. So actually, I wanted to start there. I want to go back after we talk about this and and, uh, ask about your cloud of witnesses because you shared about Mm -hmm. a grandmother. But Mm -hmm. I was curious, um, why Psalm 23? Um, You began your message with... uh, you know, kind of quoting Hebrews 12. That's yeah. a great, yeah. uh, and we'll come back to that. It's a great All Saints passage. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, yes. let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance that is race, that is set before us, mm-hmm. looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, mm-hmm. um, which was actually then your kind of bridge to Psalm 23, yes. right? We're looking Jesus to Jesus. Jesus first. Right? Jesus goes first. <laughs> Jesus goes so, first. Yeah, so just uh, curious about Psalm 23, I'm, I'm curious if that was like the text that immediately came to mind when you were thinking about All Saints, if there were others you thought about, um, kind mm-hmm. of what that journey was. Yeah, it's not the one I immediately thought of, but in actually in conversation with Joseph about music that he was thinking uh. about for the day, he had sent me some things and I'm like, yes, that's what we need to do. I mean, the, the, the reason I think I was drawn to it is because of what I said, you know, it's so often shared in funerals and celebrations of life and um, um, memorial services. And I remember the first time I gave a eulogy for someone mm-hmm. and um, I was supposed to read that psalm. Yeah. I was a part of the worship service. I was supposed to read that psalm and I um, was led to reflecting on this person's life in light of the 23rd psalm. And <clears throat> I think that... Um, I mean, this this particular person is a member of my cloud of witnesses for sure. But they um, they had a way of of living the the Psalm twenty three life in light of abiding with Christ. Uh, and I and I just I guess I have always 
I've always been saddened by the fact that we we frankly just hang out there for mm. celebrations of life or funerals right, or you know right. memorial service and don't really like talk about what does this mean for our lives now, which is why mm. I went to the all the days of our life or all the days of my life. Um and the forever, right? Depending right. on the translation and you know, and in in Reflecting on yesterday, I just I feel like I should have stayed with the King James version because that's what most people know, <laughs> you know. And I went with the NRSV, and um, you know, and um, and even the NIV says, "I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever." Mm-hmm. Um, and the NR- NRSV does not say that, but the contrast between all the days of my life mm-hmm. and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, and I feel like the, that Psalm twenty three in particular. Um, you know, uh, specifically because we share it at celebrations of life, people lean toward the forever, right? Which we right. have equated with eternity, yeah. which we have equated with, um, you know, the end of a, a life in the flesh. And I mean, to me, that's very counter to really what the psalmist is saying, right. as well as how I, um, try to live my life in Christ, like eternity has already begun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. we were made for eternity. Right, right. We were made for eternity. And um, and so, you know, think, thinking about that psalm in light of that, I think is really, you know, I didn't want to be heavy handed and, and like emphasizing that, right. but that's why I was led to, to Psalm 23. Yeah. yeah. Well, it actually, um, I love Psalm 23, um, thought about doing a series based on it here. Mm-hmm. I did in my previous appointment. Hmm. Um, the Hebrew behind forever or my whole life long, I know, is for length of days, hmm. which is a Hebraism for my whole life yeah. here. Yes. My whole life now, my whole life on this earth. Um, not that it doesn't apply to us yeah. when we've gathered in grief. Mm-hmm. Not that it doesn't include a promise that we can claim on behalf of those who have died, but it is very much a this worldly, this life mm-hmm. right here here right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think because of the way our English translations put things and also we tend to equate the house of the Lord with heaven. Yes. Cause which, he's gone to prepare a place for us. Right. Yes. But then of course, for, uh, for ancient Jews, the house of the Lord was the temple. Yes. And so it's really a metaphor. Like he didn't mean literally, I'm going to live the rest of my days in the temple in Jerusalem, which didn't and exist. And he also didn't mean he's like building us our mansion. <laughs> right, in right, 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 right. So it's actually a pretty awesome, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It's a pretty awesome <laughs> metaphor for dwelling in the presence of God. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, I thought it was a great choice. Um, uh, <laughs> as as if I was going to tell you, I thought it was a bad choice. I mean, um, but yeah, no, because I'm it does. Here for it. Let's it does, talk about it. It does speak to us when we are faced with the reality of death, but it does also speak to us of life in this world in the care of God and the company of God and the presence of God and the shepherding of God. And uh, so, yeah. And I was also thinking about, you know, I mean, we we read Psalm 23 at Celebrations of Life and they, I mean, really the reading of that is frankly about the people in the room and Mm -hmm. the the comfort that they know in those promises. Right. Um, And yet, and yet, I think if we, you know, dug a little deeper or, or reflected, uh, and, you know, frankly, many of us are not in the frame of mind to be able to do that when we're sitting in grief, mm-hmm. um, that 
there is comfort and peace for me right now today yeah. because the good the shepherd is going before me and the, the shepherd is, is providing for me and the shepherd is protecting me and you know yeah as well yeah so um so uh you also drew attention to the shift in yeah. the psalm mm-hmm. uh from talking about god yeah to talking directly to directly god. to god mm-hmm. and that shift happens in the valley of the shadow of death mm-hmm. um it happens in the midst of suffering suffering um and so um <clears throat> I just kind of wondered in your own life, in your own experience, if you've experienced that dynamic where hardship has actually been a means of grace, where it has Mm. opened you to God or really kind of forced you to deal directly with God. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that's, I mean, those are the places where we, I mean, there's nowhere else to turn, right? Um, Often, Um, or we've tried all the other things and then we're like, yeah, Yeah. I give up. Like, all right, I'm on my knees, you know? Um, And, and yes, I mean, that absolutely is a place where we, where we do that or find ourselves often, or, you know, I mean, even for people who are grieving, like everybody else has said their things, cooked their food, delivered their, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. their gifts been present. And then you go home and you're by yourself. Yeah. And you have to come to terms with um, that person not being, you know, at the table, you know, beside you, whatever um, the case may be. And and yet uh, the good shepherd is there. God is there. Yeah. And um, and and I think also that <clears throat> there there is something to it when we're 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 speaking to God or the 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 psalmist is referring to God in the. Um, in the third person, mm-hmm. there's a distance there to some degree, right. um, and yet there's, and maybe that's the you know the, um, the the sovereignty of God, right? Mm-hmm. And and then then there's that personal quality. Um, it's almost like when we were talking about when we were in the goodness of God series, we were mm-hmm. talking about the faithfulness of God, yeah, and the um, and the providence of God, and mm-hmm. kind of the differentiation. One one is like far more personal. Hmm. and specific Mm -hmm. and the other is like just just is Mm. you know Mm. um as far as the nature of god is concerned and so um that i i just went down a bunch of rabbit trails there well but but, but that's actually (laughs) but let's stay on that trail for a second because i I, i'm i'm realizing as you say that uh, it's one of the questions i haven't really kind of pursued of asset uh, kind of in my own head, like why I'm curious if you just have, if you have any thoughts, I'm putting you mm-hmm, on the spot. Mm-hmm. If you don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the psalmist, it, it, it does seem clear that for the psalmist, it is important both to speak about God and to speak to God. Some yeah. of the Psalms, they really are about God and they are sort of like bearing witness or testifying about God. Yeah. And then others are more direct address. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Psalm 23 and, it it embodies both mm-hmm. both types of speech, and I haven't really kind of. I have a, periodically. I've wondered, well, why? Like, why is it sometimes that they will talk about God instead of talking directly to God? And and what it like? Why was? And, and I'm guessing I, I, that we do the same in our own hymnody, but I don't see it hmm. as clearly because it's ours. Um, 
Well, I mean, I think even if I'm honest with myself, even in my conversations with God in my prayer life, mm-hmm. I think of, you know, those valleys, those shadows, those shadowy times in my own life. And it's like, it's like I believe all of these things about mm-hmm. you, God, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I believe all of these things. I know all of these things. Like, I have experienced these things. Yeah. All right, you. <laughs> like, do it. Like. Be there, like make it happen, like you know, like yeah. okay, I know all of the. Let me let me remind you, you know, let me right. remind you of all of these things that I know about you, Lord. Yeah. Right. And then, all right, you get to it, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think I think that's 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 certainly uh, the human experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, and yeah, which reminds me, Calvin, you know, even though he was not Methodist, we can quote him from time to time, mm-hmm. said that the Psalms are an anatomy of all parts of the soul. Mm-hmm. So every emotion, every experience can be found in the book of Psalms turned into prayer, which is wonderful. It's my which fa- is... favorite place to send people, you know, when they are experiencing all sorts of things in their lives, when mm-hmm. you don't have the words, you know. Yeah. Um, to be able to articulate those kinds of things, give give yeah. give words, give voice to those things that you're experiencing and feeling, and yeah. um, it could be a pretty awesome place to kind of find that, right. and also find some sort of of comfort or peace in knowing, hey, it's okay, I'm feeling all right. of these things, you know, right. or I'm thinking all of these things. Well, and that's a, I think that's a. Um, Although we're still on what may be a rabbit trail, it actually is a good one for all saints because mm-hmm. I'm thinking now about a story that Pete Gregg has told. Um, and he's from more of a kind of free churcher. Pentecostal or charismatic or I'm trying to remember. He actually I don't know started. What his no, I actually was just okay. So I have to name drop here because I'm really right. excited about this. I get okay. to interview Michael Frost today okay. for the Fresh Expressions podcast and um, like missiologist, you know, just really inspiring, has really given um, uh, word articulated kind of the thoughts of my heart and life and calling and in, in some mm-hmm. in, in, in a, number, a number of ways. But he actually mentions Pete Gregg and his book, his new book that's coming out called The Shape of um, Mission, hmm. <clears throat> or Mission is the Shape of Water. That's what yeah. it's called. And um, and he goes through all of these movements across Christian history that hmm. give voice to mission in a different way, okay. context, yeah. and, you know, right. and he mentions Pete, and um, he, Pete was a part of a group that kind of founded a movement or denomination and it has letters it has Hmm. an acronym and i can't think of it right now i want to say it's like cms or it's not pms i know that it's (laughs) it's cms or ams kim's like i can't believe you just said that (laughs) it gets real no it is it's like cms i think um but anyway uh yes very pentecostal very charismatic Yeah, so he I, he told a story about going through a time of hardship and struggle. I think it might have been when his wife was his very wife, sick, yeah. and he found himself drawn to Anglican worship, which is the polar opposite stylistically of, of what he does and what he leads. And it was prayer book, and it was set prayers, and it was the Psalms. And what he talked about was he basically didn't have the energy for 
informal and spontaneous. He needed the he needed the liturgy to carry him, and he needed the psalms to kind of carry him and to pray for him and to pray through him. And I think that that's something that we can overlook: yeah. is the different types of prayer, the different styles of prayer, have power, have meaning at different times in our lives and different seasons of life. And since you preached on the twenty third psalm, mm-hmm. I think that is mm-hmm. maybe that, and that is probably part of the power of it for many people when they are in grief, is that they don't have the energy to come up with their own words and those words say what their hearts are. Yeah. It is that Romans eight with groans. The spirit helps us in our weakness with the the groans that that are too deep for words. Yeah. Um, So I want to go back to where you started um, your sermon, which was, you talked, talked about a grandmother uh, whose love language. My Nana. Yeah. Her love language was baking and cooking. And, um, and I'm curious just about anyone else in your cloud of witnesses that Mm. you thought about uh, talking about, or even that just came to mind for you and you didn't have really room or space or time to talk to tell multiple stories about multiple people, but who else is in the cloud that that you found yourself thinking about yesterday? Well, really big one, um, who I just kind of, um, alluded to who's, uh, was the first time I ever gave anybody's eulogy. Mm. Uh, and his name was Grady Baker. He was a retired, um, Georgia power exec, like VP for Georgia power. When I met him, he was, um, I think he was barely 70 years old, uh, and he came to, he and his wife, Nina, came to Snellville Methodist, and um, they had visited like 20-something churches and were looking for a place to land. They had been like lifelong members of Druid Hills Baptist Church, and he had taught a Sunday school class there. He had had a, a... a mission where he would literally take a van around and pick up a lot of the um, people experiencing homelessness in the area and bring them back for barbecue uh, on Sundays once a month. And I mean, what an inspiring person he, so he started, he came, he joined the church he started a Sunday school class. It was the first Sunday school class I ever went to um, as an adult person. That was after I, with fear and trembling walked into that building and, um, and he called things out in me and uh, that I never would have seen in myself. I, I was very like hungry, curious, mm-hmm. new believer and was asking him lots of questions. Yeah. And he'd be, he'd be like, well, why don't you go find out and you can report it to the class next week? <laughs> <laughs> um, so like he started, a, he started a, a Sunday school class when he got there and um uh, I mean, long story short, over time, I became one of the teachers in the class, if mm. you can believe that, and was writing my own curriculum. Um, by the time his wife, his, we were with um, him and his wife, Nina, when Nina passed away, mm. and uh, Martin and I both were, and then um, I saw Grady the last day he was alive, and mm. Martin was with him when he died. Wow. I know. So, I mean, just, but a very powerful, they were, they were uh, um, inspiring. They, like I said, called things out in me, certainly, and were so incredibly supportive of me. Uh, and, you know, I got to share with him that I received a call to ministry and was yeah. answering that call to ministry and everything um, while he was still with us. Mm-hmm. But, um he absolutely is somebody yeah. like unexpected, right? Like yeah. this yeah. 70 plus year old man who was a lifelong Baptist that came right. and <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty awesome. It but awesome. Um, Grady is definitely one of my, my cloud of witnesses to be yeah. sure. 
Um, I want to share one uh, one person in my cloud of witnesses. I don't know her name. I might have told this story. I don't think on our podcast, maybe in church. Um, she was my grandmother, Shy DeMantle's Sunday school teacher. Hmm. So my grandmother grew up as one of 13 in Coppell, Pennsylvania, this tiny little town. Family did not go to church, hmm. but there was a United Methodist Sunday school teacher in Coppell who would invite all the children to her Sunday school class. And so every Sunday, my grandmother would get herself and her younger sister ready. And would they would walk down several blocks down the street to go to the Sunday school class in the United Methodist church. And I don't know this woman's name. And that's how my grandmother came to faith. That's how she experienced the love and grace of God through a local church, through a Sunday school teacher who cared about and just loved the children in her town. Now, the cool thing is, when my mother was made a DS, her district included Coppell United Methodist Church. And so when she went there for the first time for a charge conference gathering, she told that story. And there were adults in that room who had that woman for their Sunday school teacher. And that was also their journey into faith and into the life of the church. And so it was really just this kind of awesome, you know, quiet, witness to the gospel. And, um, and so, yeah, I've just kind of thought about that, that woman and her influence on my grandmother and my grandmother's influence on my mother. And then, you know, and so it's really Mm -hmm. just kind of wonderful, um, how, uh, non pastors have these dramatic impacts on people, um, as they live out the gospel everyday life. Yes. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I think those are important people for us to remember on All Saints Sunday yeah. because we we don't. I mean, we can think about the people that even that have impacted us, but who impacted them? Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. That this whole chain of faith, this yep. whole you know really lineage of faith that um, that we are a part of. Yeah, that yeah. lives on through us. Very cool. Um, well, I'm trying to think if there was anything else for this Sunday. <laughs> we did talk about, we did talk about the ordination, the lineage oh, of yeah, ordination. Yeah, yeah. And I did post a picture of that right. on our yes, social media. And I'm, I'm trying not to be jealous because in Western PA, we did not get a lineage of ordination. Um, cool. I don't know who ordained Bishop George Bayshore when he was made a pa- when he was ordained a pastor. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, so that is very cool to see that kind of that, that kind of lineage. So yeah, so basically starting with John Wesley ordaining uh, Francis Asbury and Thomas Coke, and then who they ordained, and then who they ordained, and they ordained, yeah. and that led up to Mike Mike B. Watson who ordained me. Yeah. So yeah, pretty pretty cool. Very cool. Pretty neat. So, uh, so this was All Saints Sunday. Um, yes. Coming up the rest of the month, we're going to do a series called Three uh, Simple Rules for One Grateful Life. We're going to explore the general rules of United Methodism. Sounds really, really serious. <laughs> well, the general the rules. general rules. Mm-hmm. Wesley did not have a lot of humor in him. No, did I ever tell <laughs> the story about when I went on the Wesley tour and in um, the little house that's attached to? Um, where the new room is, okay. there are rules for when you're supposed to wake up and when you're supposed to go to bed. Yes. Like you have to be in bed. Like these are household rules for the visitors. <laughs> uh, no, it's for the visitors. My house, my rules. Yeah, yes. Like you had to be, I can't remember the time. It was like you had to be in bed by like eight or nine o'clock at the latest yeah. because you had to be up, you know, right. for prayers and study Yep. at oh dark 30. So... 
<laughs> yeah, not surprising. <laughs> there are many things we admire and appreciate about John Wesley, yes. and some we'd care not to. Yes, yes, yes. yes repeat yes, or yes. reproduce. So the general rules are yes. yes. Go um, ahead. Yeah, no, they are uh, essentially do no harm, do good, stay in love with God, or attend mm. upon the ordinances of God, or also keep close to God. Keep close to God. Right. Keep right. close to God. So we will explore those three uh, general rules, simple rules um, that really help us live a life in response to God's grace. That's the gratitude angle. We're going to look at gratitude through the lens of the general rules um, because doing no harm, doing good, and keeping close to God are really kind of shorthand, um, kind of simple way for us to remember the heart of our response to God. And so we'll do that. Um, and we're looking forward to Advent and Christmas Gosh, I can't Eve it. coming soon. Um, Somebody said, I heard today, it's like 49 days till Christmas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just, just take a breath. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. 49 it, days till Christmas. So, um, well, I think that's it this week. <laughs> we do have a new mission focus for the oh, month of you. November. Yes. Uh, all of that you can find on our website under serve and community engagement. We have multiple ways for you to get involved, get involved, to pray, give and serve for those different um, opportunities that we have going on. One is to partner with the Southeast Gwinnett Co-op and the Sheriff's Department, the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Department for um, Thanksgiving um, um, meal baskets that are being distributed. The other is uh, with uh, one of our churches, uh, the Net Church, that is uh, for campuses in Gwinnett County, and um, their Christmas toy shop. So all of that information is online on the um, Serve community engagement page, and we will be sending out an email today as well for those opportunities if you're subscribed to our email list. All right. Sounds great. Well, let's re- I want to remind everyone to uh, share and review the podcast, um, assuming that you like it and <laughs> will keep listening to it yourselves, um, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. If you do that, if you share it, if you review it, uh, it helps others find it. And so we appreciate that support. Um, we hope you'll tune in next week as we'll, re- we'll, uh, we'll launch um, the three simple rules for one grateful life series. And um, Thanks for joining us today. Have a great week.